We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Loudmouth, the show about everything and nothing all at once. I'm your host, the one and only host of Loudmouth with the small lips, Loudmouth. It's Madison Hadler. I definitely messed that up that time, but that's okay. We're going to keep rolling with it, okay? Hi, friends. How's it going? Happy November. Um, Actually, I did have an episode last week, didn't I? It's only the second week in November. I keep thinking today is Thursday, so I think I'm just really off on my timing. But anyway, I guess it's still a happy November. Happy November. I hope you guys are having a good Wednesday so far. Um, I know that yesterday I posted about winning an award, which I'm so excited about and kind of why the episode is a little later today because... I have been a busy, busy, busy bee with um, Giving Tuesday coming up for nonprofits, um, this award, we have an event tomorrow, just a bunch of other things. But last night I won a Nonprofit Connect, which is a organization in Kansas City, Missouri that highlights nonprofits, works with them, all that fun stuff. And they hold an award ceremony for marketing, nonprofit marketing. And I submitted our social media that I've been working on the past year. And we won gold, not even silver. We won gold. And so I've just had so much fun being able to celebrate that and feel like, you know, feel validated. We just did an episode on validation a little bit ago. So it's nice to feel validated, especially in work, because work can be filled with so much imposter syndrome and things like that. So this episode today, because of all that exciting stuff, this episode today is going to be a little less researched and more relaxed because I think that I forget that I don't have to have a whole presentation on a topic or have the most extension extensive research out there. I want to have research, obviously, I want to make sure that I am giving you guys the right information, but... Not every single topic needs to be super rehearsed and organized and everything like that. So today is going to be a little bit more conversational, still a little bit researched, but it's going to be a little more conversational between me and this microphone and you guys listening. But I thought the topic that I wanted to have for this week really matched in well with the things going on in our world today. So the other day I was working at my nonprofit job and my boss had just come back from a leadership conference. He was talking about all the things he had learned and one thing that stuck out to him was this quote about accountability. So today's episode today is going to be all about accountability, um, cancel culture, celebrities, everything like that. So stay tuned and let's have a relaxed conversation about accountability. (laughs) 
leaders need to have empathy and accountability. They went on to further define accountability as being open to feedback. And that's what stuck out to him. We started talking about this new definition of accountability, or at least new to us, because we had never really heard it explained this way. Usually when I think of accountability, I just think it's another word for responsibility. It's the responsibility of your actions and doing what you say and saying what you do. But this definition brings into light that you have to be open to feedback on your actions and change when needed, meaning that you have to think about other people when holding yourself accountable as well, which led into this whole thought process for me of how does cancel culture fit into this accountability definition? Cancel culture is hard to understand because there are many thoughts and levels behind it. A lot of people think that you should be canceled for this one thing, but people, other people don't think that same way and vice versa, everything like that. Or what? how canceled are they going to be? Are we not listening to them anymore? Are we not inviting them to award shows? And all the ins and inner workings of that. But I think the biggest thing that it comes down to is just accountability, especially behind this definition of being open to feedback. Now, this doesn't mean that there aren't actions that are unforgivable or that you need to listen and change based on everybody's feedback. I think it's more of this basic idea of cancel culture is holding people accountable. It's all about public figures being held accountable for their actions by their audience or by their viewers. When a celebrity does something offensive or out of line, the whole world gives them feedback by quote-unquote canceling them or culturally blocking them from having a prominent public platform or career. With this feedback, the celebrities either double down on what was said or done, ignore the feedback, do nothing, Apologize with no action or apologize with action. Now, there are probably some mixings of all of those. Some people may ignore it at first and then later down the road decide, oh, yeah, I should probably apologize to that. That's mainly what I've seen. Either you double down on what you've done or what you said or you ignore the feedback and just kind of keep going. You do nothing about the feedback, so you hear it, you see people talking about it. Maybe you even reply to a couple of tweets about it, but you ultimately decide to do nothing with it. You apologize and have no action. Like You post your notes app, sorry of whatever you're sorry for, and then do nothing further about it any later down the line. Or you apologize with action and change your behavior, which is ultimately what cancel culture calls for. This threat of being canceled ultimately holds celebrities and public figures accountable for their actions. You can either apologize and change your ways or not have a career, essentially. I'm not sitting here making a case for cancel culture, nor am I saying that cancel culture is bad and we need to cancel cancel culture. I think that the premise of what it is supposed to encourage, which is accountability and learning, is good and is needed for celebrities and people in these higher functionings of our society, I guess. But especially for politicians, this needs to happen. But I also think that it can lead into a mess of what action is quote-unquote good enough to not be canceled anymore. Like once they change their ways, what's something 
that actually means they changed their ways? Or where are we drawing the line of what is cancelable and what isn't? Or should we stop listening to their music? Or is it when, you know, they don't get get invited to award shows and everything like that? There are so many levels and variation. And we have to recognize at a certain point that people, even the famous ones, are human. And sometimes this is where stan culture can get really tricky for me because a lot of the times when somebody does something bad, it's not even that they, you know, don't apologize or can't see it or double down. It's that their fans double down. A good a good case study is Barb's, Nicki Minaj fans. As we know, they will stand for her through thick and thin, and especially with the whole mess around the vaccine and her working with um, the girl from Little Mix and blackfishing and all that kind of stuff. Barb's doubled down, (laughs) most of them, on Nicki Minaj defending her and calling her out. And this is where I think cancel culture can be important because it's showing these fans that, hey, like, this person is still human. They are still going to make mistakes and they are still going to do things that are problematic. So we need to make sure that we're just holding them accountable we can hold people accountable without, you know, absolutely obliterating obliterating them or their career. We put these public figures on pedestals and when we make a when they make a mistake, we get upset because we thought we quote unquote knew them. Now, I'm not going to get into parasocial relationships because that's a whole another topic on its own, but this idea of thinking that all celebrities are perfect is silly and so bad for the world and for our culture and everything in between. I say this all the time to my friends and have conversations about it regularly, but people putting politicians on a pedestal especially is so troubling to me. These are people that we have elected to do their job of protecting us. We have elected them to do this job. We, us, the people. I think Donald Trump and Trumpers everywhere are a great example of this. They made him their God and just kind of blindly believed him. Hence, you know, QAnon starting, brainwashing, everything like that. And it's funny now to see their posts saying how Biden supporters aren't happy with Biden and saying, oh, now you don't support him, huh? They don't understand that you can support someone, quote unquote, and still hold them accountable for their actions. Just because I voted for him doesn't mean I blindly believe everything he does. And it actually especially means that I'm going to hold him accountable for what I voted him into office for. For what I believe he should be doing with his job. But with a lot of people who supported Donald Trump, they didn't really care about holding him accountable. They just were okay with everything he did, thinking that he was their savior or whatever it is. But presidents and politicians especially shouldn't be like that. They are there to protect us. They are there to put policies in place that help us and that reflect our population. They are not there to be these end-all, be-all, know-alls because most of the time they aren't. They may be educated, but they don't know exactly what's going on in every place in the United States at once. And to give you another perspective of it, I think this happens with AOC a lot. And I like AOC and I think she is a badass woman and has truly changed the name of the politician game. But I'm not going to defend her when she votes in a way that doesn't match what she says. 
this doesn't mean I'm going to cancel her by any means, but it is does mean that I'm going to hold her accountable because I voted her in to do these certain things. And if she's not abiding by what she said she was going to do, then I'm going to speak out on that. And that's where I think that cancel culture gets it right. To put it in another perspective as well, and another reason why this topic kind of stuck out for me to talk about this week was because of World and Travis Scott. If you haven't heard, last weekend in Houston, Travis Scott was performing for his World Festival with over 50,000 people, a lot of them being kids under 16. Concert goers began to surge the stage when he was about to perform. People began to trample each other. People started falling over and not being able to get up because more people were falling on top of them. And it was a huge and devastating accident. The last time I checked, there were still only eight deaths recorded, but there were well over 100 injuries and a lot of people in the ICU critical care. Of course, everyone was devastated, and my heart really, really does go out to everyone involved in this event. I was reading about it on Twitter on Sunday morning, just kind of deep diving. I was looking at Pablo's tweets and just seeing all the concert goers Um, point of views and talking about what happened to them is just it's so sad and it's so disheartening so after this event was pretty much called a mass casualty and everyone was kind of taking it in and it was being posted about and reported on people started to call out Travis Scott because of his lack of care for the event now, with World in particular, I don't know all the things that have kind of been said around it, but I've seen multiple videos of people trampling the security barricades when the festival opened, trying to get in. I've seen people rushing towards the stage in all these videos, and I've seen that there was lack of security everywhere throughout the whole entire thing, that the medical tents weren't stocked up with the right equip- equipment and everything like that. But also, I've started to see a resurgence of old videos of Travis Travis Scott calling him out for calling on his fans to enact violence from either his shoe being stolen when he went crowd surfing and pointing out the person who stole his shoe and told everyone in the audience to fuck him up and kept yelling to fuck it up to him at the Astroworld event where this occurred flipping off an ambulance that was coming into the middle of the crowd trying to get and protect people. People were waiting to see what his response would be, of course, because this was his event. It wasn't even just a concert or a festival that he was attending. It was his festival, which is what's crazy to me. So a little bit after the event, Scott posted a notes app apology to the audience goers. But this quote unquote apology wasn't really an apology. All he really said was that he was grateful to the people who were there. He was absolutely devastated and he's working with local police departments to figure it all out. And as new more news comes out, it just makes it so hard to understand how this occurred. Obviously, accidents happen, but there are obvious videos of Travis Scott seeing these people on the ground and not doing anything about it. The event was called a mass casualty by the Houston um, Fire Department at like 9.35 p.m., but Travis Scott continued to play until 10.15 p.m. After he played, this just came out today, but after he played, he went to a 
party and didn't realize still that people that there were casualties at his concert earlier that night and he's posted a lie or he did a live where he was still not even apologizing it was very wishy-washy of everything and this got me thinking about this whole idea of accountability because if Travis Scott would have just stood up and said I am so sorry for what happened I'm going to be paying all the funeral costs, which I do believe that he is doing now, but that was not known until I'm pretty sure today that he was going to be doing that. But if he just would have stood up and said, listen, I'm so sorry that this happened. My heart goes out to all the families. You know, I'm going to provide them funeral funds and all this other stuff. Then, I mean, things wouldn't have been okay. This is still terrible. And I would hope that the festival probably wouldn't happen again, but it still would have been better than what he did, which is just kind of apologize and then kind of ghost. And these people, all they wanted was to be heard. All they wanted was their stories to be shared. There's so many videos going around of people trying to talk to the cameraman and the cameraman not listening or understanding or wanting to stop the concert and things like that. And this whole idea of accountability is so important in today's age especially because Travis Scott stands, there are some that are still defending him, that are saying that it's not his fault. And while it's not directly his fault, of course, he didn't know that was going to happen, he is able to turn it around. He's able to be, to take accountability for his actions, for putting on this festival that wasn't particularly safe, for not realizing what was going on, for not apologizing better, for not reaching out afterwards better. There are still actions that he could have taken to hold himself accountable and try and I hate saying remedy because there's no remedy to this, but try and, you know, help the families after this event occurred. But there are Scott's fans out there still defending him and saying that what he did was okay and saying that his acts of violence before weren't important and don't play into how it is now and I think that's where I'm getting this whole idea of like we need to stop putting celebrities on these pedestals one because once they become celebrities they're not really like us anymore as much as we try to think that they're relatable or whatever it is and a lot of times they do feel relatable um after being famous for a certain point for some people that kind of goes to your head, which is understandable. You're in the limelight all the time. But also it's this idea of being rich or it's this idea that now you're better than people. And sometimes celebrities can let that get to them. And it's hard to understand. And stands, especially Travis Scott fans who were, you know, 15, 16, it's easy to put these people in your mind as, you know, the end-all be-all, the what you need to be. And we hold them to such a higher standard because we think that we know them in our minds and we think that we know who they are. But most of the time, they are going to disappoint us and they are going to do something human. They're going to do something human and we're not going to know how to understand that. Or they're going to do something that's really terrible and we don't know how to work around that. And that's why I think cancel culture is an important thing because holding celebrities accountable, understanding that they are not the end-all be-all and that they are not going to be perfect and humanizing them basically makes this world such a better place. We can look up to people to be role models and there are amazing celebrities out there who are doing great 
great jobs and great work. But there are going to be those celebrities that make these mistakes. There are going to be those celebrities that admittedly do terrible things. And I think with this as a society, we've learned that this idea of cancel culture helps us hold these people accountable because losing their career is obviously not a great thing to happen to a celebrity. And so we use these ideas to be like, hey, you need to, you know, change your actions. Like you are a celebrity. You need to be, you know, doing this to show support for whatever X, Y, and Z. Or when you do something that's not super great, you need to apologize and learn what you did and change your actions and things like that. So I just really wanted to bring a conversation about accountability and cancel culture because I think a lot of people are very scared of cancel culture, which is understandable. And I understand that it is not always the most healthy thing that we have going on in our society. But I think if we change this cancel culture idea to more of just like an accountability culture, a change culture where, hey, that shit that might have been okay a couple of years ago is not okay anymore. And you need to learn that. We need to apologize and learn how to treat people with respect. And especially celebrities when they've been out of, you know, the human world, as I like to say, for a little while, they forget that feeling of what it's like to be human. And they just think about, you know, the next check or whatever it is. So we need to learn how to hold these people accountable. And I think that this astral world example is a very good, you know, is a very good example because a lot, although there are fans that are defending him through thick and thin and doubling down on what he's done or what he said, there are a lot of fans that are over it. And they're like, if you're not going to do the right thing in this case, then I can't support you anymore because what happened was terrible and you need to be accountable for your actions. So those are my feelings on accountability and being open to feedback and open to changing how you handle things. I know especially as a white woman, I may say or do things that are offensive or are problematic that I'm not even aware of because because I'm shaded by this white supremacy. So there are things that I have said that probably weren't the most politically correct And I'm thankful for those people who held me accountable in those moments and said, hey, that's actually not right. You should say it like this or, you know, you should look up the history of that to really understand what you're saying. And that, my friends, is how we make a better world for us all. It's how we make a more inclusive world. It's how we, you know, make mistakes, but nut up to those mistakes and say, you know what, that wasn't the greatest. And I apologize and apologize to those people that you hurt and listen to those communities that you've hurt and be open to feedback like that definition I said earlier was. So I hope that you all are holding the people in your life accountable. I hope that you're holding those celebrities that you love, even with me and Ariana Grande. I hope that you are remembering that one, they're still human, and two, that they should be held accountable for their actions. So I hope you guys enjoyed this more relaxed topic on accountability. I will talk to you all next week. And I love you guys. Thank you for being here. And thank you for holding me accountable for anything I say or do now and in the future. Okay, I'll talk to you guys next Wednesday. Bye.